Crime and Punishment deals with themes that may not be appropriate for all audiences. However, we can't say Crime and Punishment is for a mature audience. Many of the puns are too sophomoric and groan-worthy for a mature audience. Listener discretion isn't really advised, but you can stop listening if you want. When I was growing up, the bomb was a good thing. If something was good, we'd say it was the bomb, right? But nowadays, bombs have become negative things. They're weapons of mass destruction and death. Some have even described this podcast itself as an explosive weapon of sorts. They say it helps them crack a smile. In other words, it serves as a grin aid. Like a grin. It's an aid that, in grinning. I'm Tyler Gooch, and this is Crime and Punishment. February 9th, 2004, Devin O'Neill opened their front door. The most exciting thing that could happen to a person was happening to Devin. A package had been delivered that Devin did not remember ordering. Devin tore into the package like a lion tearing into a zebra on a nature show, except Devin did it at normal speed, not in ultra slow motion. What he found inside shocked him to his core. It was one of those electrode things that you put on your belly and it shocked your core muscles to make them stronger while you sat at your desk that became popular around the time. But then, Devin O'Neill noticed a second box sitting on his porch. Another unexpected package. The contents of this second package, though, would prove to be like Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal, Pete Sampras, and Andre Agassi all serving unreturned tennis balls. Because the package was menacing. Men-acing. Men-acing tennis balls. Menacing. Men-acing. Inside, Devin found pipes, wires, fertilizer, a digital clock face, and several assorted screws and small vials of chemicals. Beneath the supplies, Devin found a handwritten note. The note gave Devin explicit instructions for assembling the supplied parts, and had Devin completed all of the steps instead of calling the authorities, he would have assembled a rudimentary pipe bomb that would have detonated right in his face. I wanted this to explode when you opened the box so you wouldn't have to worry about all this assembly, but I couldn't figure out how to get it to not explode during delivery, the note explained to Devin. The FBI showed up to Devin's house to examine the package. They had received reports of several other people getting the same mail-order explosive devices. They looked at the box, wrote down the return address that had been scrawled across the top, and went on their way. Special Agent Ramiro from the FBI was tasked with paying a visit to the return address that had been listed on the box. He drove down a long, winding gravel driveway to a rundown compound in the middle of the forest. Special Agent Ramiro knocked on the door and a bearded man in a gray hoodie answered. The suspect was taken into custody and his home was searched. There, police found several more packages ready to be mailed out, assembled, and inadvertently detonated by unsuspecting victims. The man that had been apprehended was found to not just be inspired by the Unabomber, but actually he was a distant relative of the man whom he'd attempted to copycat. A few weeks later, the Unabomber's distant relative appeared in court, where a judge sentenced to life in prison one Ted Second Kaczynski. Second Kaczynski. Crime and Punishment is written and produced by me, Tyler Gooch. Our legal department has asked us to remind everyone that all characters and events depicted on this show are fictional. Any relation to real-life criminals is purely coincidental. All of the crimes on this podcast are fake. The true crimes are the friends we've made along the way.